Okay. Okay. And so... So, so, so which way are we going to go? Um, well, we're going to improvise. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so maybe just I'll ask you a very general question, so this way you'll see uh, in answering it whether you go into... Uh, um, something that feels, uh, you know, like is a, is an opening for you or whether to just continue with questions. But so if I ask just simply, uh, you know, what sustains you? Um, sure. I, I, I did start to think about what sustains me and in that process, um, realized that a lot sustains me and, um, it's very different at different times um, that uh, there's some things in the physical world and the emotional world, um, some practices that I do. I love nature. Um, I love being with the elements in nature. I, um, I love, uh, I feel very sustained by anything having to do with creative process, self-expression. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel really, I guess, feeling connected to things, to to objects, to family, to uh, friends. So there's there's an element of um, connection and um, just really love to connect inside to myself. I love to connect to the inner world and to the outer world. Um, I do a lot of, um, I take time to do practices and mm-hmm. the spiritual practice and ritual and ceremony um, meditation dance they there's many many rhythms and um, I think the authenticity of it like when I can really follow my own rhythm and feel the authentic expression of what's needed for that moment whether it's you know this certainly not always the opportunity to do that but um, to really allow what needs to happen mm-hmm, in the moment mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to really um, connect into that. I, I'm very excited about that. And I get a lot of strength from most of the things that I do. I love a lot of what I do, and um, it's really, you know, so sometimes the, the question of um, what sustains me um, is, it's a big question because it changes with with each experience and and what's really being called forth in the moment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with that and and then you know within that the aspect of embodiment and movement um, is also a really strong aspect of that for me so um, not be not having the body and mind and spirit separate is um, Mm-hmm. A, a, a kind of a guideline for me, whatever wherever the entrance point is, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever I'm putting my attention to, whatever my where my consciousness is. I think, I think, um, yeah, it, it really is about having a consciousness and having an awareness and trying to be present and respond to what is being called forth. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So, so um, the. You know, what I'm hearing you say is that the single most important thing is that sense of um, being in tune with what is being called forth at the moment. Um, and uh, 
and then there's a sense that it usually involves a sense of uh, body, mind, and spirit not separated. Yes, and all, and sometimes that that calling is internal, and sometimes the calling is the external world. So I think there there is again trying to um, the process of listening and paying attention, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. al- allowing what needs to emerge to be present. Um, and there's a great satisfaction from like following that pulse or following that flow, and, yeah. and really. Um, activating it so you know it seems to be like a twofold process of listening putting attention in a certain place and then something happens if you're you know allowing it to happen or or actually sometimes it's it's being more actively involved sometimes it's being more passively in relationship to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that seems to be uh, a, one aspect of it for me a big core of it um, yeah so some kind of a, a making space a listening um uh, being open to, um, you know, inside, outside, um, what is being called for. Yeah. And sometimes it involves, so sometimes it involves a more conscious setting of sacred space or sacred intention or sacred uh, t- time, really um, also tuning into the rhythms of life, Um so in, in some spiritual, in spiritual practice, there might be, um, the rhythm of the cycles of the year, there might be rhythms of the cycle of the day, where things are more conducive to others. So it's, it's tuning into that aspect as well for me. Mm-hmm. Certain rituals that happen at a certain time or place or something like that might be a part of that kind of, um, experience of setting the stage for, um, more spiritual sustenance. Yeah. So, so, um, uh, where, you know, you, you, when you started talking and mentioning that some of these things, some of these moments may be, um, rituals, maybe spiritual practices, and on the other hand, there may not be, uh, but here there's something about rituals that rituals are a link between you and something larger, like, say, the rhythm of seasons. Yes. Well, rituals, um, to me, and ceremonies and um, certain kinds of prayer um, are a link to the past and the future. They, they Rituals, to me, there's something really important in the power of, um, for example, um, so from the Jewish tradition, um, I like candles on Friday night. There's something really powerful in the fact that I'm I'm embodying this light. I'm relating to this light. I'm working with this light, and every many other people are doing that at the same time. And also in history, many people have done this at the same time. And there's almost like a pathway that's been created that uh, it's like a stream or a field that you can um, tie into. And um, you're tying into this ritual, though, in the present moment of who you are and the environment you're in and the people you're with. And it's very different each time. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of, um, for me, the importance of both tradition and roots and repetitiveness and innovation and cutting edge. So it's like the tree with its roots, and yet the branches are there, and the branches keep growing. And you enter into this 
stream of the ritual um, where you are, and um, it resonates through history, and it resonates through community, but yet it's very personal in that moment, the particular way you do it, the you know way you would sing it or say it or make a blessing or... So, so you're really bringing yourself into it as a person, but it's bigger than you as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just—it's a pathway. It could be a symbol, you know. So, so it's the physical light of the candle, and you gather it towards you, and you receive it. But you know, whatever your personal image of light is, whatever your meaning is for that, I mean, it's very—it's very, very varied, and yet it also has a traditional context to it. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, so the image of the pathway, and so the pathway that existed long before you did and will continue long after you do, but in being in it, in walking in it, uh, there's a sense of um, connecting to all the people who did before and all the people who will, who are doing at the same time and the people who will in the future. And at the same time, there is something very personal and, uh, and something that changes, you know, every time that you do it, because it depends on the moment when you do it, who you are at that moment, what circumstances are. So that mixture of, um, uh, you know, the connection to something that's always been there and that's very wide and, and, and very much in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. And also, um, the resonant field of people in my environment that may not be familiar with the ritual that might be with me, they're also experiencing something. So I think it ripples outward as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's, it feels very joyous and it feels very, um, yeah, I, it's, it's one of the rituals I love. So, yes, there's, there's, a, there's um, also an emotional component of, of um, feeling connected to that larger something and also feeling, I mean, yeah, like like another uh, spark of my soul has been lit mm-hmm, <laughs> in, mm-hmm, in my heart mm-hmm. when I do it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, for me, the question comes when I hear you talk about the connection to, um, to people before, you know. Um, does it have also a meaning in terms of being a family family tradition or um, you know how does this relate to in a way your own upbringing and um, traditions in the family is it something you're following or something you're doing differently uh yes there's obviously there is a family connection there's a cultural connection um and um so i do follow some of that uh, mm-hmm. And um, you know, I don't exactly do it with it. Well, in in that particular ritual, there's it's it is the same because it's you know bringing the light and lighting the candles and making a blessing. So uh, pretty much uh, there are similar things, but um, some yeah there 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 have been people that um, you know embellish on it. Um, some people might um, take a look at the week before and go over it and, you know, acknowledge the gifts of it, let things go that no longer serve and, and move into a new cycle of the of the the, the, the next time period of the, of the week, which might mm-hmm. be um, Friday night to Saturday night. So 
there are other traditions that I didn't do in my family that sometimes people would do that I might do or um, making blessings and prayers for the people close to you, things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so so it may, it may have been enriched compared to what you have, but there's a, a part of it that ties it to... Uh, to your family and beyond that, in a way, a sense of connection to all the people before, you know, who did that. And and it's also cellular memory. So my body knows this. There's a cellular component to this. Mm-hmm. Um, after doing it for many, many years, um, you know, I, I could be, one time I'd be traveling in another country, not even knowing what day it is in the time zone, and my body would like, oh, it's time for this. Mm. So there's, there's also a, a real resonance with, Something happens because I'm setting sacred time. I'm setting sacred time that's meaningful to me. Um, it's like, you know, I think there are just certain times that are appropriate for certain, that are more um, resonant in the field for certain things, if you're tuned in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's part of the, the this particular cycle. Like there's, you know, there might be a harvest time, you know, or, or a planting time or... And, you know, in the in the ceremonial cycle, there's a time that's more uh, open for the energy of freedom and opening in the spring, and uh, more inner deep work of the core and the darkness in the in the winter. Everybody mm-hmm. could relate to. So, so that's similar in the cyclical aspect of the week. When this time of the week comes, it's like, okay, sacred space, sacred time, 25 hours, and mm-hmm. and I go into that mindset. Um, so it, it isn't just the action of lighting the candle. It's also an action that relates to setting sacred time and sacred space. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a specific ritual of uh, lighting the candle, but there's also uh, that that ritual is a gateway into sacred time. Yes. And, um, and that sense that, uh, in a way... Um, the um, that day of rest or that day of special, uh, there is part of the rhythm of life that there is a rhythm for secular activities and uh, a time that's allotted to uh, sacred time. Yes, yeah, so you you shift your attention to a different consciousness mm-hmm. through a certain ritual. And this, I was just using this as one example, but you know it might be, you know, someone has passed away and every year when that time comes you light a candle and then you remember them and you think about them and you you know, so there's many ways that a candle can be used, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it does create a certain um, something as one example. There are many, many different rituals obviously and many different cultures. But I think the functional ritual is to bring you to connecting and and creating, uh, it's like the groove, that pathway that's there. Um, mm-hmm. You can easily slide into and just sort of ride the tide of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a gateway. It's something that uh, um, that helps you shift. You know, an inner gateway that helps you shift your focus, uh, yes. and then. Um, in a way, be in an inner state that's more in connection with that other something. Yes. It uses the pathway if you're open to be able to have certain kinds of experiences that one might not necessarily be doing if you're mm-hmm. you know, pay, paying bills or answering emails. It's a different kind of, um, like you say, a gateway into a state of consciousness that allows that by setting a container 
of some kind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, in a way, um, uh, part of the answer to to the question "What sustains me?" is you're saying um, I wouldn't want to just live with the ordinary consciousness of paying bills, of uh, you know that kind of ordinary stuff. But it's also very important to me to have a significant amount of time in that other space. I think it's a both and. I think what you're saying is accurate, and I think uh, there's also the importance of uh, not separating those spaces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, 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 I think I ride both ends of that spectrum, and I, uh, as I've expressed before, but I also feel that daily actions with your, again, it's about your consciousness of how you approach things. I feel um, the sacred in the mundane and in matter is definitely a part of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, I, so I also feel that you know, writing emails and bills can be, um, uh, depending on where your state of consciousness can be, um, fulfilling and sustaining. Because you need to sustain on on all levels. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so so maybe those moments are moments of, uh, of special awareness, but there is uh, a quality that sustains you is a sense that even in moments so-called mundane, uh, there is a possibility of feeling that connection to uh, to the sacred or to something more than that. Yes, if you look, I think it has to do with looking at the larger context, not mm-hmm. just the the, the the very detail a larger, putting it in a larger context. And also, you know, it's again a mind space, I think. I think intention um, has a lot to do with everything, setting a certain kind of intention and state of consciousness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so there's a connection to that larger container, and part of that larger container is, is the sense of... Um, um, in a way, being in that path that we discussed, that pathway. Um, so, a sense that there is a deep satisfaction in being in that pathway and in being, you know, um, in a in a, in that in a tradition, not a necessarily a rigid tradition, but a sense that uh, there is a value in feeling the connection to the to the tradition. Yes. And there's also value in the branches of the tradition, in in um, expanding in creative expression in the moment with it. So there are a myriad ways of you can read the same text a thousand times and, mm-hmm. and, for, and for differently. Um, embodiment is a part, a big part of that for me. So how you physically enter into something, yeah, yeah. a big part of that as well. Yeah. Um, and the, and where the branches come in is in the innovation of um, of 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 how you are there, um, how you bringing meaning to it in the moment. So yeah. you know, when some ritual life now is different, you know, situations are different, and how we um, relate to it and how we create meaning and purpose through. Um, Certain actions and traditions, I think, is equally important. And mm-hmm, part mm-hmm. of part of my part of my life and my work is is really 
focused on that, really the meaningfulness of it and um, how these are opportunities for growth and change and um, awareness. Yeah, yeah. So, so to use a metaphor, um, it's certainly not a dead tree, but there's all this uh, branches and new leaves and uh, and the possibility of new branches opening up uh, that makes it possible to uh, for it to be evolving. And uh, that meaning is not something that is predetermined, but there is a possibility of exploring and finding new meaning. Right, because there is a, I do have a belief that I'm, I'm co-creating and we are all co-creating in this, but mm-hmm. that the co-creation has more depth to it than if the roots are there. Because like in any kind of relationship you're in or, you know, like, like a piece of land in nature, if you live in that piece of land through the seasons and through the changes and the weather and you intimately know the different trees and the flowers and you remember planting this flower and doing that, then you walk the land and you are in a, a different state of intimacy with it. And it's also nice to go and visit other places that you are very totally different than mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you are. So I think that they really work together is what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, um, in a way, it would be misunderstanding you to insist on the aspect of tradition, even though, you know, it's important to have that sense of the pathway, because it is together combined with the possibility of constant co-creation that is based on the intimacy of living in that space. And so that it gives you, um, there is a room for you uh, to to find moment-by-moment moment expression, and an expression that deeply corresponds to, to who you are. Yes, I think that's more accurate, and also the aspect of movement and growth and and change and um, you know it, I don't think traditions were ever meant to be uh, boxing people in or stifling them. Mm-hmm. Although, although that has happened in our culture quite a bit, um, but I think you know the the deeper layers of them, which really came to me the more that I got into the mystical understandings of things and you know, in many, many different ways. Um, it's it's not as simple as one might look at. You, you keep developing and deepening into something that you are familiar with. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, and also, yeah, so, um, and also things that are unfamiliar are part of, are part of that. So, um, yes, I think you've captured it pretty accurately. Yeah, and so in a way, if you even when you look back um, at the tradition, um, it's also looking at people within the tradition who were kindred spirits, in the sense of um, um, you know looking at the aspect of it that allowed for growth, that allowed for deeper meanings, that allowed for uh, something that makes room for your connection to the sacred. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and the, 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 it's people and also the, the rituals themselves, the prayers, the, um, the community aspect of it. Um, yeah. It's, it, there's room for everything. Yeah. Um, and it, within that, there is a sense for me of something divine or something bigger than any of those that's a unit that's like unified mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. throughout the world in the in the field um, so that so that um, 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, as I'm hearing you, the two things in a way that I want to, to articulate, um, one is a sense that if we look at that metaphor of the tree, for instance, um, it's something that's not abstract, but a sense of, in a way that the flow of sap, the flow of that living energy that you go there, uh, is also related to a sense of uh, the people before who have been following that tradition and including have been on that path that allows for co-creation and uh, um, and and uh, and self-expression um, and authenticity. Um, but it would also be not quite true to what you're saying if I was just limiting to a sense of connection to the people with whom you feel the sense of kinship and gratitude because there's also a sense of connecting with something that is beyond people and is a sense of the divine. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I do I do feel that and as a presence in my life and as a um a force that holds me, contains me, um, you know, I feel the flow. So I often feel myself in my body as a tree uh, and as a channel of sky and earth and, you know, that sense of spirit or what what we call God. Yeah. Um, and connecting into the earth and the channel between the two. Um, so there is a sense of... Um, of a presence of a of something larger that um, I forget sometimes and mm-hmm. come back mm-hmm. to and go in and out of, but um, it's it's ever present and it was really one of the gifts of my childhood. So I did grow up with a sense of that and a relationship in my through my family to knowing about this, um, and I I think um, I feel very grateful for that and there is a sense of really connecting to belonging or connecting to the circle <laughs> so you're connecting to the circle but but there's it's sort of um, also um, something bigger and I think that really is part of what helps me personally and sustains me in in times uh, where I just don't know you know you, there's times you just don't know where you're in very difficult situations or something difficult happens in your life and it doesn't really have you don't understand it, you, you just are there. Um, I think one of the things that is helpful in sustaining me and perhaps others is this sense of something bigger. And, you know, there is something, the great mystery, where I just don't need, I don't know everything. I, don't, I can't possibly understand everything. There's something bigger than just me, a bigger plan yeah. <laughs> that, that's there that I am just part of and I have to have to have a certain depth of trust and faith that, um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's also a saying that comes up a lot. Uh, it was actually came from a particular individual years ago, but um, in, you, this too is for the good. So we may not really have the bigger picture, you know, but there is some place in me that there's faith that this thing that's happening um, can lead to good, can lead to more good than one might you know, not have imagined. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that in moments of our lives when we have um, moments of overwhelm or of uh, 
you know, not, you know, in a way maybe some doubts or life not making sense or, um, um, there is that sense of connecting with the idea that, uh, or maybe not just not the idea, but the sense that, uh, you don't have to have the answers. The answers are beyond you, but there's something larger that you can trust. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that that's, I think also, um, there, you know, there was a time in my life where I just got to a place where like, I don't need to understand everything. There are certain mysteries in life that are like, they're mysteries. <laughs> that mm-hmm. they, they, they are that. Um, there are things that, um, because of my human form, I can't quite grasp. I might have a fleeting glimpse, but um, you know, I, I, I made peace with that. <laughs> that mm-hmm. that I, you know, it's really not. Uh, there are some things that are not known, and that's the beauty of the secret of them. The yeah. Things, things yeah, that yeah. they you know, why why do birds sing? Or you know, there are certain things that we we might have an intellectual framework or imagery, but. You know, there's many different simultaneous worlds, and there are some worlds that um, may be there that we just don't don't understand and shouldn't necessarily understand, yeah. but can can really um, vibrate with or pulse with or relate to or infuse ourselves with in in moments of that flow of of relationship. Yeah, yeah. But so maybe there is a difference between what you mentioned now. You know, like a question of why do birds sing. Um, and you alluded before to some darker moments where there can be more uh, fear about uncertainty or, you know, where is this going or, you know, being personally in a difficult position. And um, so at those moments, um, you know, how is that sense of that uh, embodied tree that you're talking about? You know, how, how does it come about? How do you find it? Um, cellular memory. I mean, just going there, just noticing, just remembering times I've been there, times we're going to some thing that's familiar or listening to the birds sing. Or, there, you know, it might come through a conversation with a friend where the right word comes to me or... But but I am actually grounded in the tree a lot, and also in the Jewish Kabbalistic tree a lot. I also um, do work with a lot of Native American tradition in Turkey, and specifically. Uh, so I might go to there's a dance to the four directions, or you know there there's ways to embody um, energetically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. another sta- another state of consciousness, and um, so I might use any of those to go there. Um, and that's where the complexity comes in because it's like it's, I think a key in all this is is coming back to that sense of authenticity. Like a bird sings because it has to, <laughs> and we do what we have to if we're really in touch with that inner rhythm and that inner sense of of pulling on strength and faith and and something to sustain us. It goes back to being authentic with what's real, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and finding ways to express that. So. Um, you know, the image of the tree is one that I use a lot, um, and that is one particular image that does sustain me over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can enter into the tree in many different ways. So, so for instance, how do you, how do you, 
enter into the tree and uh, and what does it feel like and uh, um, you know what happens um, so the tree um, again coming from some Jewish Kabbalistic imagery is very balanced um, and it does connect earth and sky it connects it it helps me get into um, many worlds simultaneously. So um, kind of centered in the heart, all the paths lead to the heart. And mm-hmm. so. um, but there are times when I might need to call on an aspect of grounding um, and really being in the roots and really being grounded and holding my ground and finding my center. And there are times where I might need to be more into reaching and giving out and the sensation mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. openness and the and and that those branches we talked about or the the side of the tree there's one side of the tree that's more um, formless and giving and open and there's times parts of the tree symbolically but also physiologically that are like containing and restricting so you know I think. Um, Again, depending on the situation, I can tune into those different aspects um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and hold and hold that, and also keeping in mind the oneness of the tree. So the parts, but it, it's all uh, there's a oneness in that. So through that aspect of grounding, I'm still like in in movement and dance. There's a concept called counter tension. If the more you you ground in, the higher you can go. The, the longer your arm can reach. If your right arm is reaching up upright, your left leg can reach back low, and there's a relationship that allows them to happen synergetic, synergistically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's that feeling, you know, you're, you're in the the entry gate point might be different in the tree, but you're you're experiencing the wholeness at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and so um, as you describe it, uh, you know, say being paying maybe a maybe more attention at times on the, the roots, time more on the branches. Uh, um, sometimes on the trunk, some, being centered in the trunk, the, in the, the trunk. central column. Yeah. Is it something that's a meditative practice? Uh, uh, is it something that has to do with movement? You know, you mentioned how movement itself, um, you know, has uh, something linked to it. What is your, your, uh, your practice or your practices? Um, some of my practices are mental with, you know, imagery and letters, and sounds, letters. Um, some of them are embodiment and exploration of each of those places on the tree. There, I don't want to get too intellectual about it, but there's ten uh, different places on the tree, and they each have different qualities or aspects of, of life. Um, so I might play with movement with some of those, you know, in movement. Um, so, so let's take one, one example, one of the places and how you enter into movement or uh, to connect with that place. Okay. Um, so we're talking about the traditional tree now, the catalytic mm-hmm. tree. So the right arm, the right side of the body, the right arm is about... Um, Flow, outward flow, unconditional, yes. Never stopping, no limits, just going, 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 and total openness, total total outpouring 
the left arm is about container, structure, boundaries, um, uh, setting, like the child's running out in the street, going to get hit by a car, you don't want to have the right side in control. You mm-hmm. want to be able to say, no, come back. For a reason, it, it's containing. It's an important process. Um, the heart, uh, the center of the torso, is the balance between those. So compassion, balance and compassion. So there may be a situation where um, I might be feeling more tight and restricted and I want to really embody um, a more of a sense of openness and unconditional flow. Mm -hmm. And so I might just begin to either work with movement in the right side of my right arm starting, but I might also in my whole body just play with the movement qualities of flow and not stopping and the ongoingness of letting one movement lead to another movement and opening the doorways and just seeing where that stream took me. So I, mm-hmm. I would just move in a very free flow way. Or um, if I was trying to embody uh, more of a sense of structure or power or containment, my movements might be more angular or structured or disciplined or focused or mm-hmm. Cut, mm-hmm. cutting through things. So, you know, if I were to be feeling a need for that kind of, of maybe going out to do a very some some job that requires or something in my life that requires finding my power or my center or my sense of clarity um you know and and this i might if i were moving that way as a preparation to kind of embody that sense of clarity and um structure and strength that would then help me address whatever i'm going to address yeah, yeah. So, so, for instance, in the the last example you mentioned, uh, having a need for that power and clarity, uh, you have the consciousness of wanting, needing more of that power and clarity, and you do something that helps uh, bring it about, bring it more into the foreground. Um, but earlier, you mentioned something about maybe that you. Um, feel like you need more fluidity in your life. So uh, there is maybe it's one of those situations where your organism, your mind, your mindset, your total being is kind of in a more stuck place and it's wanting to bring more flow. So in a way there's a little bit of a, uh, you know, I guess some kind of a need for a negotiation between the two sides or... um, Yes, I was I was proposing them as two different situations, but yes, sometimes somebody could be in conflict with those two parts of themselves as well. But the ideal actually is to ride the middle channel, which is the balance between the sides. So, mm-hmm. you know, that would be more the place of both and. Um, right, and I, right. I, so it's I, not it's not, for instance, a question of um, uh, riding over the stuckness to bring fluidity but a sense no. of from the heart exploring both sides and finding a balance between both. Yes, and again, as I said, situationally, because you asked for an example. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, um, yeah, you, you, those are different ways, points of entry. You can also enter into the heart space and just play with the idea of balance, and that would be the balance right to left, the balance up to down, um, it, it would be, you know, there's other practices of 
different sounds in different in each of the. They're like chakras, but they're not mm-hmm. chakras. But there's different sounds. There's different colors in each place um, that you could uh, meditate on. There's different letters um, that go with the different worlds, the different places. So you could enter into the tree in, in any of those ways. I mean, that's one of many practices. But I think you know, as a, as a um, as a walking around the world being, um, I'm very conscious of the my lower body and my rootedness in the earth, and the, my upper body and my arms as branches in the sky, and my torso and my heart as staying centered in the world simultaneously. I mean, I think that's an overriding image that I live in as a tree, and I may be more conscious of one at a different time than another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but so I, it's the opposite of uh, of splitting them uh, yes. and of, um, you know, having, you know, the sky as a refuge from the, the ground or, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, they're in constant relationship, and I really feel that that's where the spiritual aspect comes in, is in that wholeness of the integration of doing things in this world, taking actions in this world to affect the upper worlds and also allowing an information from the upper worlds to filter down. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, that highway of relationship between those is very important. And when I do put my attention, you know, to the body level aspect of it, I, I it, it is um, one of the vehicles that allows me to stay in relationship. So it's a connection within me, but it, then it, it allows me to connect and be present to those other places. Um. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so there's a sense that, in a way, um, the underlying sense of what it is like to be a human being is uh, to be living as a tree, um, and that if you notice that you're more in one side than the other, uh, it's reestablishing the balance and finding connection to your true nature. Yes, that is one of the ways that I work with that. Yeah, I think that that's that's true, and and that sense of authenticity of, you know, of 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 then, um, it's that awareness, and then there's the other level of expression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, first first that grounding in 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 the in yourself and in the different parts of your body and in the the ways that those relate to heaven and earth for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is clearly um, a metaphor that's carried me in, in many different times of my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, is it okay to maybe give an example of some difficult moments in which this might have helped carry you, and and how it happened? It's a reality that I live with, and I, I don't necessarily associate it with a difficult moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I've had some physical challenges over time. Um, um, I, I think of a time when I broke my ankle. <laughs> it really sprained it really bad for a few, and I had couldn't quite dance or walk with it for um, uh, quite some time. Um, and 
I'm not sure I'm actually answering your question, but that's the one that came to mind. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's great. I mean, so, I, yeah. so, you know, within that, it was like, how do you dance when you can't physically dance? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, the whole um, learning process of um, still maintaining a rootedness um, and not getting depressed or feeling bad because I couldn't do some things I love, like walking or dancing. Um, to really uh, feel the aliveness of all of that even when I couldn't physically activate it so that, um, you know, that alignment, the consciousness was still in my body um, even when I couldn't physically, you know, be as rooted or, or <laughs> as, as um, active in the outer space, I could still find that relationship in my inner space. And the, the lessons of you know how do you dance when you can't dance? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so that you know the whole mindset of um, you know the 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 impact of the mind and one's intention. Like you know when when people who are training for Olympics they say that you know you, if you see it in your image and your mind and you feel it in your body, it's better to do that and not train every day. It has as much of an impact. So. For me, that that experience was one of, you know, still uh, staying connected and not losing faith, and not and not um, stepping outside myself so that I could maintain a relationship to the ground, which I obviously lost in that moment that I twisted my ankle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it was it was reconnecting, you know, to the ground and um, having the feeling intention affecting myself and affecting my mind and my spirit of dancing even while I couldn't physically dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, in a way, it's uh, talking about how do you keep faith um, when, you know, uh, not only is there no reinforcement for it, but... Um, it almost seems like it's reinforcing the opposite, that, uh, you know, what sustains you is that sense of, you know, connection, authenticity that you get through the embodied experience of it and movement. And when you don't have it, um, uh, you know, that sense of finding uh, another way of keeping faith. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, what I'm hearing? Uh, yes, and pulling on uh, the myriad of resources that one does have access to. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not usually one resource. Um, but, I, you know, it did make me think of the tree because I was both having to ground uh, and remember to stay grounded and also to physically, but also to um, stay in an elevated state where it was a little depressing to not be able to so so I yeah so um, I think uh, there are many resources within that one can um, go to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think I think just being aware of what that, that you have a lot of resource if you put attention to it and notice what you do have yeah yeah so in a way the way in um, in 
you know, some trauma therapies people talk about resourcing as a, uh, you know, the, the countervailing effect to, uh, to the overwhelming experience is that sense that you have built, uh, you know, spiritual practices, uh, have helped you build uh, a reservoir of resources so that, um, you know, you have something to draw on uh in in an overwhelming situation that you're not just if you lose one access to one resource you're not lost yes i agree that's what i said yeah yeah so so in a way is it could we say that faith is about the sense of um you know having continuing to have access to some resources so you don't go there's not just that sense of this is the end of the road this is you know there's no hope nothing possible but a sense of being able to connect to um to resources yes i think that is part of it and also to even more than that to understand that there's always open possibility so, you know, someone may not even have a resource, but that one can be, learn resource. So, I, I mean, faith to me is, um, I think it is about resource, and I think it's about connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, connection, not just to people, but to, to the divine? Yes, to yourself, to people, and community and the divine. I think it has all four levels, and um, I think for different people at different times. But yes, it does include connection to divine or something larger than oneself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I... I um, yes. In other words, you know, de- I mean, one way of working with it is you dedicate your suffering and your pain to others, to something larger. So you're not the only one that's ever had a bad ankle or a medical problem, it's like barely a medical problem. You could, you know, go outward to thinking of all the people who are sick and having difficulty, and um, that's, that in itself can be a resource. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so so there's a sense of expanding beyond, um, you know, just that sense of uh, the poor me moment yes. and the isolation that goes there. Yes. Yeah. So that's another aspect of the connection, but, there is, but I think also if we use the word faith, for me, it does involve a sense of divine or, or God or, you know, but, but is something bigger. Mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. Is, is, is the key that I think connects all people, <laughs> is that when you can come out of yourself to something bigger, then there is hope. As you said, I think that's a big part of it is activating and keeping that sense of hope open. Yeah, yeah. And so understanding that it's, it's hard or maybe even impossible to to find descriptions of it, but what would be the, you know, the felt sense of it, the embodied experience of it when you're connecting with that sense? Of faith or divine? Yeah, of faith, of uh, something larger, of uh, connecting with the divine. You know, say, um, are there ways, however imperfect, that you can contrast that with not doing it? Mm-hmm. Well, there is a sense of joy and expansion and openness. Um, there's a sense of excitement mm-hmm. of things of things moving, of um, 
energy pulsing of um, flow. Mm-hmm, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And it's very, it's a very nurturing feeling, like something really yummy, something really um, open, um, and like everything's okay. There's a place. There's a calmness. There's an excitement, but there's a calmness to it as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just knowing that things are okay, um, that there's a there's a satisfaction of um, I don't know having a place, having a um, being myself, uh, but also being bigger, bigger than myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And I and I guess you know if if I think about times when that flow isn't there, the word connection and presence comes back again. It's like you're disconnected or maybe in a fog or more confused or not as sure of something. Um, but disconnection, I think. Uh, would be the opposite experience for me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That other place, you know, of being connected can also involve sadness. It can involve, it's not necessarily just a joyful place, um, because it could be that, you know, it's just, you, you, there is some realities of things that are sad, and war, or, you know, or it might bring up a, an emotion of any kind. So I don't think there's a division that way, but I think the the overriding theme for me would be about disconnection and um and connection. Not not remembering <laughs> not remembering that you're part of something or that you do have resource or you know Yeah, yeah. That's so So on the one hand is a sense of uh, being aware of the connection, being aware that you're part of something larger and experiencing that sense of connection which is expanding uh, and uh, and gives you a sense of both calm and hope. And on the other hand, uh, there is the forgetting uh, the, the about the connection, the, the losing track of it and that sense of disconnection that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, so, and that's the dance. I mean, it's a dance to me. You know, that's the dance, the back mm-hmm. and forthness. Because I don't, you know, believe that we can live in any one state all the time. And so I think um, people who have made some peace with that ability to go between the worlds, even those worlds, like to accept that disconnection is part of that process, mm-hmm. I think um, have a better chance with that aspect of faith and hope because it's just you know part of the natural cycle like the day comes the night comes mm-hmm, and, it's, mm-hmm. and they are all part of the same cycle and so you know again when I look through my life um, there were times where they were not quite as much integrated in part of the cycle and I feel like now they are more and um, there's a sense of really the wholeness of that too. So, you know, part of, part of one of my teachers would talk about how part of the yearning for that experience or that state of being of being connected is is the connection. I mean, the the yearning itself, or the desire, or the awareness that you're not quite in the flow, is also a part of of that. If your mind can wrap around that, but it is really a dance. I think of the dance of the opposites and how to how to integrate that flow because they they are part of that and in that sense even the divine has all the aspects of these 
these things that we might look at as not divine in life, but that is also part of the divine. Yeah, so, so the, um, the moments of disconnection, separateness, isolation are very much part of that dance, and the dance itself is not just the moments of feeling the connection. Correct, yeah, yeah. It's the wholeness of it. And that's where the, you know, that, that non-dualism between matter and what we see in life as maybe not so perfect or just, you know, things, war or, you know, people suffering, they, that is just part of the dance mm-hmm, as, mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah. And, and so, so from that place, um, you know, even the moment of disconnectedness is in some way a resource because uh, there's a part of you where you say, oh, this is a moment of disconnectedness and it's part of the dance and it's not, you know, that's okay, that's part of the whole uh, roadmap. It, yes, I, I, I do believe that it is because we, that's a state of consciousness, you know, that um, I don't think many people live in all the time, but it, it, I think it's a natural part to go in and out of that flow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if we just take a moment to, uh, you know, just pause and think about, uh, we've talked for, I guess, an hour, and wow. to think for a moment about, um, you know, just either something that feels important that you feel you haven't said or something that reflects on something you've said and emphasize it or, you know, just take a moment to see what might want to come up as a way to bookmark this uh, first conversation. I guess uh, what I would want to say is just to affirm uh, to myself and in, in words that this world talking about is a very much a big part of my work in the world and my meaningfulness in mm-hmm. life um, and where my heart is and wanting to do more with it, share more with it, teach more with it. I, I love um, the sense of embodiment and the connection of um, spirit and, and sharing that um, because it really is my joy. And so um, it's just been, it's a great opportunity to uh, have a moment to immerse in it again and and um, you know and look forward with with this work. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm just appreciating that and um, yeah, and I want to tune into the flow of where it's going to take me and <laughs> and. and um, know what what needs to happen good 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 yeah 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 this is part of the active pause podcast at activepause.com